say, okay, a failure is just a way to learn how to do something better. So, you know, for me, I, I it's gotta be time management. Time management is the most important way that I'm able to run my businesses. Um, and just being a constant student and learning from other people, you know, asking questions, talking to people who are more successful than I am, putting myself in rooms uh, of with people that are where I want to be or where I aspire to be. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of the way that I run all the businesses. And as far as like lessons, I think it's really marketing, like marketing and, and public relations and communications, because like, you know, being the owner of a bar in, in Midtown, you have so many people coming at you with the, all these different products. And I try to look at ways to say, okay, wait a second, how can I use this not only for the bar, but how can I use it for my real estate business? How can I use it for the music business? How can I use it to help my uh, investment companies? So I, I think being in all, having my hands in so many different sort of pots, so to say, it allows me a wider sort of audience of people that are coming at me and offering me different products and different things. So I'm able to kind of weed out stuff. Say, wait a second. I tried that already in real estate. I didn't, it didn't work for me there. It's not going to work for me here at the bar. Right. And your bar, so we should tell people it's a dueling pianos bar, isn't it? I've been to one here in, here in Canada and it's so much fun. I'd never been to one before and it's just incredible uh, experience. How did you get involved in that and how did you get involved in, in the music label? So the bar is called Bar 9. We are, uh, we're branded as NYC's original dueling pianos. My, uh, my older brother, who actually got me into the bar business when I was 18 years old, he had a very successful dueling piano bar in New York City, in Virginia Beach. Um, New York City, Virginia Beach, and also up in Westchester County. Um, him and his partner, they just, you know, kind of parted ways and they had, uh, they wanted, they had different life paths. So he approached me and he said, Hey, listen, you know, I'm thinking about opening up another bar. Do you want to be my partner? I said, okay. So how, what's it going to be? And he's like, listen, I'm going to bring the pianos there. And I thought it was a great idea because at that time there were no piano bars in New York city. And that was seven years ago. Now there's two or three of them. And, but we are branded and going back to my public relations, we're NYC's original doing pianos. Right. Um, so that's kind of how I got into the bar business. And as far as the music label, again, it just kind of parlayed. I had a conversation at the bar with a customer and he was telling me about how he, uh, how he had a, uh, his brother was a successful music producer. And he said to him that uh, he was looking for investors to invest in a music label. And I had told him that one of my bucket list items was that I wanted to have a record on the top on the billboard 100 it was just kind of a silly thing that I put down one day. I'm like, you know what? I want to get like, one, I want to get a record on the wall, you know, of my office. And it was just like a silly conversation over, a, you know, over a beer. And, and he was like, oh, well, I'll introduce you to my brother. I said, okay, cool. Met his brother who was a very successful producer. We had a great conversation. He was looking for investors. Um, so we kind of just, you know, we merged and um, I invested in the company and the company's doing very well right now. Hmm. I think you really are underlying the importance of, not just communications, but conversations, relationships without an agenda necessarily going. I think a lot of people go into business conversations or they go into networking or they've got their networking hat on all the time, but they're always thinking about what's in it for me. And it sounds to me like you reverse that very much so and, and benefit from it because people are saying, well, Steve's coming to me because he's trying to help me versus it's all about Steve. You know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, and I, I don't want to get too, uh, too religious here, but it's the golden rule, you know, treat other people how you want to be treated. You know, if, 
if you're constantly coming from a sense of service, then nobody ever thinks that you have an agenda behind you and they'll always be willing to help you in return. So whenever you do need that favor and whatever, you know, you do need some sort of help, people will always be there because I remember what you did for them. And again, that's not why I do things because, but it's just, it's a result of it. So I had, I had a question which was, was going to be, so people trying to get into you know, business generally or maybe kicking off in the real estate business, what would be the three ways that people could initially kind of get traction? And I think you've kind of underlined communication and you've underlined relationships. What else would you say are the key things that people need to be thinking about if they're either looking to get into real estate or they're looking to grow or expand their real estate business? So I think if you're trying to get into real estate, whether you're trying to be an investor or whether you're trying to be a real estate agent, or if you're getting anything that you're trying to do in real estate, I think the key is to educate yourself. I think you constantly have to be reading. You constantly have to be listening to other people um, um, and learning what other people have done. Like success leaves clues. Like you just have to go back and look and see what people, what worked for them and kind of copy it to a degree and then add your own flair to it. So I think it's educating yourself and, and, and being a, a lifelong student of the field. You can't get into any business and not be a student and not, and not learn what other people have done and know who the successful people are. Um, I would say education and then find a mentor, find a coach, you know, find somebody who, who is willing to take the time to sit with you maybe once a week or once a month, whatever it is, and give you some sort of guidance and be coachable. I think those things are are extremely important. Was your, was your dad your mentor, would you say, or have you kind of taken that further and, and gone with other people and had the benefit of other mentors? Listen, you know, from 2004 to 2009, when he, when he passed away, every single moment of every single day, he was constantly teaching me something, hmm. how to be a better man, how to be a better real estate agent, how to be a better person, how to be a good, you know, how to be a good father, how to be, he just taught me how to be a better person. And, and it just kind of led off into so many different ways. So absolutely 100% my father was my mentor. Um, and, and even to this day, like, you know, <clears throat> he, um, a year before he passed, you know, he was diagnosed with throat cancer and about six months, mm -hmm. into, six months into the diagnosis, he had to get a, um, a tracheotomy. So basically he wasn't able to speak. They took his voice box out. And, you know, for my father, like, you know, he always taught us the pen was mightier than the sword. So his words were his strength so to say um so he ended up having to write everything to us so you know and i didn't realize it at the time and, and you know it's kind of like you don't realize this but you know at the time it's like oh it's the worst thing in the world you know he's not able to speak and, and he's not going to enjoy you know the remainder of time but what he did was he wrote everything down so now i have literally i have a, a folder about like this thick full of notes that he wrote to me and every time wow. i need some guidance or every time i'm feeling like I need to, you know, I miss him or whatever. I sit down, I sit down at my desk and I just start reading it and I'm there with him. So what was once the biggest cloud that was hanging over all of us that he couldn't speak has now turned into the biggest blessing because he's literally here with me every single day. So, you know, he was my mentor 100%. Um, and, and I always look for new mentors. You know, there's always the, the new guy out there and you kind of learn what they're doing. But, you know, my first and, and, and primary mentor was my father. Wow. Thank you for sharing that story. That's incredible. It, it almost sounds like that could be a book. Everybody <laughs> could, everybody could learn from that would be. 
I'm, I'm actually in the process of turning it into a book. Wonderful. Yeah, I, act, I released well, my put, first book. Put me, down for a put me down for a copy because that, that would be something I, I, love to, I would love I to read. But yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. So like I'm turning, I'm taking those pages and what I'm doing is I am pulling out certain lessons and I'm turning it into a book and I'm, I'm going to basically call it, you know, like letters from my father. And it's a, it's a working title, but just kind of how he was able to help me and how he, how everybody can use these lessons in their daily, everyday lives. Hmm.